In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, my name is Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, you might care to hit the subscribe button, send us uh, a donation via Patreon or PayPal. Um, your prayers will be hugely appreciated, as are your comments. This Sunday is the 33rd Sunday in ordinary time, 14th of November. And that first reading, and indeed the Gospel, the first reading is from Daniel 12, and then the Gospel from Mark, uh, they're, they're, it's a pretty, it's an apocalyptic vision. Yeah, Daniel is an apocalyptic book, and Jesus is steeped in apocalyptic. What does it talk about? It talks about basically what the Church talks about. In these terms, uh, eschatology, the Greek uh, eschaton means the last thing. Eschatology is the study of the last things. It's a particular branch of theology that studies the, the, um, the last things in terms of individual life, the last things in terms of general humanity and the creation. It's clear and obvious that individual life comes to an end. What we forget is that it's equally clear, even scientifically clear, that um, the world will come to an end. Now that's, that's a very strange thought. Jesus uses the parable, he uses the example of the fig tree and he says, you know, when you see the leaves in a certain way, you know something is coming. You look at nature, you can tell what's coming. And, and he said... Um, you'll be able to tell this is coming. And one of the reminders to us that this comes is our own death. But you say, oh, well, I can't get my head around the end of the world. Most people can't get their head around the end of me. They can't get their head around individual death. They think other people die. They Intellectually, they don't say that. They know they'll die intellectually, but it's different... Knowing it in your head is different from knowing it in the reptilian part of you that's much more ancient. Eh? You, you don't know it in your gut. You don't know it in your backbone. You don't know it in your liver. Eh? You have to know this. They say you have to pass 40 before you know you'll die. So young people, you can we'll forget the young crowd for the moment. Okay, if it's past forty before you know, you just know it. You just know it. I don't know what age you have to pass before you know that this world will end. We, as the old Protestant hymn had it, we have here no lasting estate. We don't. None of what you see will last. It's an exquisite sadness in nature. The, the Japanese who are coming at this from quite a different angle, their minds formed by an entirely different philosophy, by Shinto and Buddhism, I think, they, they, they have a tremendous and exquisite sense of the bittersweet nature of life. And uh, the, as the Irish pro proverb has it, being blas eram myogon, there, there's there's a lovely taste on 
on the on the morsel. The less you have of something, the better it will taste. The Japanese will take the day off, I believe, to watch the cherry blossoms when they come out. You have parks full of cherry blossoms. And it's a popular garden tree in Ireland now. And, of course, Ireland being a land of wind, uh, we're a very windy island. Uh, the cherry blossoms don't last long. And the Japanese apparently will sit out and they'll drink a little sake, a little of their of their wine, and they'll they'll just meditate on the passing nature of life. This this almost unbearable, exquisite sense of transience. The cherry blossoms are glorious, but briefly, and before you know it, the ground is covered with cherry blossoms. And their time passes. Their glory passes. Bruce Springsteen. I know I'm going all over the place, but what the hell? Okay. Bruce Springsteen in that album Born in the USA, which came out in the, was it the mid-80s? He has that song Glory Days. Do you remember that? Glory Days, where he talks about all the ones who were such big people uh, in the last year of high school, towards the end of high school, and where are they now, and how all this passes, and... The heroes of yesteryear are nobody's today. So I suppose, uh, have I depressed you enough? Good. I think what I'm trying to get across to you is, you know, I'm not trying to do the Thomas Merton on this, okay, but I do think we can notice in other philosophies and faiths something of the truth which Catholicism possesses in its entirety. Uh, we see it reflected back. And that sense of transience, particularly when it comes from despair, is almost exquisite. It's, it's almost unbearably poignant. It's melancholy. And there's no harm in a little of it, maybe even a good dash of it. Too much of it, and, and it's like drinking a bottle of sauce or eating a full jar of relish, you're concentrating on something which is meant to set off something more important, which is your food. But I'm, I'm offering this as a relish to the meal. This melancholy, this, this how will I put it, this um, velvet apocalyptic. Yes, smooth. I'm not going to shout... I'm not going to howl at you that the end is nigh. I'm not going to wear a sandwich board. I'm not going to run up and down at half time on the pitch shouting at people to repent. I'm not going to be aggressive. Nothing like that. I'm just I'm just offering you a view of the cherry blossoms. That's all. Because this is passing. And it won't last. I mean, look at the state of me. I was young once. Yeah. There you go. This is the way it goes. Where did those years go? Cherry blossoms. I don't know. Half the time, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm suggesting to you that you do that as an astringent, as a sorbet in between courses to cleanse your palate for life. Not to get depressed or despair, God forbid, 
Otherwise, you'd be cleared away with the dirty dishes. You're the guest. You're not a dirty dish. You stay. Cleanse your palate with a little melancholy as we come into the winter. Don't overdo it. Just enough to leave you ready for the message of Christmas, which is a message of hope and hope requited. Will the world end? Yes, the world will end. Will it be pretty? No, I don't know a way for a world to end that's pretty. But I don't know, maybe some of the explosions will be pretty. I sure hope not to be around to see them. I hope to be looking at a rather better picture by then. The ending of the world is not hopeless. It's terrifying, like a birth is terrifying, laden with death, with danger and death. A birth is terrifying. It almost kills the mother. The child is in terrible danger just being born. But it is a birth, not a death. A win is a win at the end of the day. What is the apocalypse? What is the end? It is the birth of the kingdom in blood and violence. But a birth. The Antichrist, all the rest of it, none of these will triumph. I don't know if you know this little piece of useless information. Not entirely useless either. Do you remember the old Christian brother schools all had a star on them on the outside? It was a part of their crest. A star. That's taken from this Sunday's reading. In the book of Daniel. The learned shall shine as brightly as the stars in heaven. And they that instruct many and in wisdom shall shine for all eternity. Taken as a, I suppose, a reference, among other things, to the teaching profession. It's extremely beautiful. I want you to get excited about the apocalypse. I want you to have a good apocalypse. Okay, I'm selling some apocalypse there. This is not hopeless. For us, the cherry blossoms are a promise of more to come. This is not hopeless. It's not good, but it's not hopeless. And the same applies to the present decidedly Armageddonish state of the church. Okay. Remember who wins Armageddon? Yeah. So, we're facing into winter. Beyond winter will be the spring. The cherry blossoms lose, but they come back next year. We have hope. We have a future. Put on an extra jersey. Draw up to the fire. We'll get through the winter. And into the spring. God bless you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.